The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever, forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So thankful for who he is. Glory to God. You know, I, I, got, I got saved a couple months before my 19th birthday. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Um, I had always been hungry for God when I was a kid. Yes. But I had never heard the gospel <laughs> preached. And uh, no one had ever told me how to get born again. Right. Uh, matter of fact, I'd, my husband just quoted John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him, yes. glory yes. to God, Amen. shall not perish, yes. hey, Amen. but have everlasting life. I knew that verse as a kid. They taught it in the church I went to. I had heard that verse before. Right. But I didn't know in John, that same chapter, it was Nicodemus who came to Jesus and said, how do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And he said, unless a man be born again, right, right, right. he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And when I was growing up, I remember asking my mom, what does it mean to be born again? And she said, oh, well, it's just like, uh, you know, some people are Catholic, we're this, you know, some people are Methodist, some people are that, and then there's born-agains. <laughs> and when I found out in the scripture that Jesus said, you can't get to heaven without being born again, yeah, yeah. I, I was floored, so to speak. <laughs> Amen. I was like, Wow! That's not just another category of Christianity. No, it is. You must, Jesus said, you must be born again. How do you do that? You have to, the, the scripture says, you have to believe that Jesus is who he said he was. Meaning that he came to this earth and then he died on the cross, and then he rose again, and he paid for something called our sin. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoa, this Amen. is so different than where we were just about to go. <laughs> yeah. He paid for something called our sin. What do you mean? You know, I grew up in church. I told you I grew up going to a church. They just didn't preach what we would consider the whole word of God. That's yeah. right. They kind of skipped a few parts. Yeah. yeah. You can't skip it. You, you got to take the whole thing, right? And so I, I found out that um, even though I was raised in church and I was taught to be good, oh, I was a good girl. I was a good girl. I was nice to people the best I knew. I helped people out when they needed help, right? Mm -hmm. You know, at Christmas time, we would always go to the nursing home and sing Christmas carols. We always did what we were supposed to, we were told to do as kids. I was a good kid. I didn't, I didn't realize that it didn't matter how good you behaved, that every person that's born on this earth is born with what the Bible says is a sin nature. Meaning there's just something not aligned with God. And it needs to be fixed in order to meet God yes. when we die. 
Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know we know this, but let's hear it again. Glory to God. We need to realize that I was born with a gap between me and him. Yes. And it's called sin. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how good we behave on this earth. That's not going to make up the difference. Right. And the Bible said we needed someone to make that gap, to fill in the difference, to make up the way. Right? Amen. You know who that is? That's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's why we get so excited when we, when we worship him. And that's why we say he's made me glad. Because, because of his sinless blood that was shed on that cross, the Bible says that he took our sin yes. for us. Yes. Ha! So that we... In believing of what he did and saying, Jesus, I want, I, I receive that, I believe that, and I want you to be my Lord, to be in my life. By doing that, not just by going to church, not just by being a good person, but by saying, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. I see without you, I'll be lost in sin. But with you, I can turn away from that life and live a full life with Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord doesn't want any to perish. Mm -hmm. That's right. He wants all to come into everlasting life. How does that happen? They must be born again and church that's our job that's our job to let people know that Jesus is real and he is he's not just some some figure that we talk about he is a literal being and he has done an amazing work for all humanity. Yes, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and it's our mandate as the body of Christ to let people know these things, yes. to, to understand these things. And it's our mandate as individuals to see Jesus for who he is and receive him. Don't reject him. Receive him. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Receive him. And you might think, well, I've gone to church and I believe that that Jesus is real. Yeah, so did I. But I had never received him. I'd never asked him myself to be my Lord. And when you do that, everything changes. Everything changes. As a matter of fact, I used to try as a teen, I used to try to read the Bible. Because I wanted to know God. I used to try and I, I'd open up to Genesis chapter 1 because I was always taught to start at the beginning of a book. And, I, you know, if I ever made it to Genesis 50, I certainly didn't make it past Genesis. Yeah. Uh, why? Because there was no uh, life inside me yet. 
So it was difficult to understand what I was reading. Mm -hmm. Even though there, you know, a lot of Genesis is a good story, right? You know, you can follow along with a good story, but still there was no light, no life coming. Glory to God. When I got born again, then all of a sudden, even just one verse that a minister said or a friend of mine would say to me, it was like, it was like an explosion on the inside of me. Just with, when someone quoted John 3, 16. After I got born again, for God so loved the world, I started to cry. I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, that's talking about me. He so loved me. Why? Because when you get born again, when the light comes on on the inside, the Bible talks about you becoming a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. When you start this new life, the word you see, it blossoms in you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. It blossoms in you. Did you have something you were... Okay, praise the Lord. I see you turning your scriptures on. Hop up if you want. Glory to God, hallelujah. Well, anyway, that's all for free. Praise the Lord. But it's true. Yes. It's true. And if you have not truly, honestly, from your heart, talked to the Lord and, and asked him to be your Lord, I don't just encourage you, I implore you to do that. And do it today. Do it today. Don't let another moment go by without making that decision. That's right. Because because it's the design of your nature to know him. Yeah. (laughs) It's the plan of God for you to know him. I mean know him. Not just know about him. That's right. But to have him on the inside of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter how old you are. My son, he got born again when he was six years old. Right? You can can receive Jesus at whatever age you see Jesus. (laughs) You hear about Jesus and say, I want that in my life. You can have it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can have it. Everybody say, I can have it. I can have it. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I buried that in there. Praise God. Uh, Let's look at some verses along these lines. You know, I know this isn't the way you uh, had planned to go. But uh, let's look at some verses, can we, in the Bible so you understand this. This is... This is essential for all to understand and know and get. So I want you to turn to James chapter 2 and um, verse 19 we're going to look at. Now, Pastor Amy said, you have to believe. How do you, we answer the question, what does it mean to be born again? What does that mean? And one of the things she said is, well, it means that you believe. But let's talk about what that means, because that's not all there is to it. And she actually talked about what else has to happen. But let's look at this. It's not just believing, because here's the thing. 
How many here have, could say, well, I've just always believed that, that Jesus was the Son of God. That's what I was taught, right? right? Well, look at this. It says, you believe that God is one. You do well. It's like it says, congratulations. <laughs> you do well. But it says, even the demons believe and shudder. Meaning, they believe it more than most people believe it. They believe this more than most Christians believe it. They're so convinced of the reality of God that they tremble at it. So it's not just believing. That's where things start. I said that's where things start. It starts with believing. But now go to John chapter 1 verse 12. Praise the Lord. Now look at this. Look, at, look it up. At the, if you have it in front of you, look in front of you. If you have it on the screen, look, it up, look up here. It says, but to all who did what? Receive him who believed in his name. He gave the right or the ability to become children of God. So it's not just believing in the sense of agreement. It's believing to the point of receiving. Anybody here a prime member? Most of y'all here, uh, well, if we're, we, we, we leech off of a prime member. Praise the Lord. But, oh, do we pay for it? Praise the Lord. Then we are prime member. Prime. Amazon Prime. You know what that means. What's that mean? What's the main thing that means? What's the important thing that that means? Free shipping. Huh? How many have ordered anything using Amazon or just Amazon? How many, when you ordered it, you believed, you believed in that item? You believed that was now your item. But had you received it yet? No. Now, by faith you had, but come on now, but when you picked it up off your doorstep and opened it, then you received it, received it. It's not just that you agree as to who Jesus is. You must receive him as many as received him. Those who received, those who believe, we could say it this way, those who believe to the point of receiving those who believe to the point of receiving, those are the ones who become God's children. Well, the world says, you know, we're all God's children, only in the sense of, of our humanity, only in the sense of all being in creation are we all God's children. But we have, if there's only one way to get into God's family, you have to be born into God's family. And now you didn't have any say as to the family you were born into, did you? Huh? You came out the way you came out, and you came out with whom you came, you know, with the one who brought you. Right? Your mama or your dad you and your daddy. Well, for sure your mama. You came out of your mama and you 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 got assigned a name by them, right? But you were born you were you didn't have any say whether you were born into your natural family, but you have all the say as to whether you're born into God's family. He doesn't force people to come into his family. You receive him. Be nice to get an amen from this, from, uh, come on now. 
You have to receive the Lord. You have to receive the Lord. Today's Sunday, and it's the fall, therefore it's football. Praise the Lord. You might not like it. I like it because it helps me with my preaching. Because there's, there's quarterbacks that offer things. And then there's receivers who are supposed to receive things. Come on now. If you know anything about football, you know there's a re- American football. American football. There's receivers. Receivers. None of this Costa Rican football. Come on, no, no. There's American football. None of this European. Come on. No, American football, they have receivers. You know, it's on us. We couldn't find a bet. We couldn't find our own name for it. So we borrowed the name that everybody else used. And they, their football actually includes your feet. So it's us with a dumb name. I, re- I respect that. But what's the receiver do? He, he lays hold. He grabs what's being offered. He grabs what's being offered. God so loved that he gave. He's our quarterback. He gave. He gave. He gave. What did he give us? He gave us eternal life. But it doesn't become a reality in your life unless you receive it. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Tell me how. Tell me how to receive. I know most of you here, maybe all of you here, I don't know. Maybe you all have received. But can you share this with somebody else and make sense doing it? Go to Romans, the 10th chapter, and the 9th verse. We're going to show you how the Bible says to receive. Now, Jesus, when he said you must be born again, Jesus did not tell us how to do it. You know why? It wasn't possible yet. It wasn't, he was announcing the availability of it in the future. But it wasn't a reality until he died and paid for sin. As Pastor was saying, there's a gap. Whether you're a good person or whether you're a, gap, a bad person, the gap is still the gap. I'm not talking about where we used to buy clothes in the 1980s. Come on now. The gap we're talking about is the sin gap. But thank God, God built a bridge. He built a bridge. That bridge was the cross. Boom. You lay that thing down. And, and now, now it joined us to God, connected us to God. The sacrifice of Jesus made it available. And so what do you have to do? It says this, if you'll confess with your mouth, your mouth. You know how to use your mouth. You use it every day. Some of you too much. But anyhow, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. What's that mean? Lord means supreme in authority. Supreme in authority. Now, we're not believing just that he's supreme in authority over heaven or over the world. But this is your mouth confessing something about your life. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, your heart. That's actually what happens first. The believing happens first. You believe in your heart that God raised you, not just in your mind, not just you agree with it, but somehow you're convinced on the inside that I don't understand it, but what this good-looking, red-headed preacher is saying is true. 
what this fine-looking blonde is saying is true. I just, it's true. And whether your head gets it or not, something on the inside, that means you believe it. But that's not where it stops. It's not just believing it. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you confess his authority in your life with your mouth. You'll be saved. That's another term we use for being born again. Saved means to be delivered. And in this case, to be delivered from sin. To be rescued from the gap. To be rescued from eternity without God. To be rescued from hell. So, to be rescued from perishing. You can have eternal life. And the next verse says, clarifies, it says, For with the heart one believes. That's what happens first. And is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. That's what it means to receive. Now, football players, uh, a football player who receives, American football, come on now. An, Amer an American football player who receives has to, I'm telling you, that's not a passive thing. They're not just walking around and boom, a football comes into their chest and, and attaches itself to the numbers on their shirt. No, come on, you got to receiving, I'm telling you, you have to go against some things. You have to sometimes go against those, all the time, go against those defenders who are trying to punch you and hit you and do all kinds of bad stuff to you. To why? To keep you, to keep you from receiving. And, and listen, we have to go against what thoughts come. My wife, when she received Jesus that night, her mind started talking to her, saying, uh, was it that night or the next morning? Both. Her mind said, what have you done? Now you're going to become one of them. You were already good. Not whether you're good. or the, uh, there's The gap is there whether you're good or whether you're bad. But he bridged the gap whether you're good or whether you're bad. You still need to receive. Go to John 5, verse 24, and this will be the last one we look at, and then I'll turn it back over to the one who started all this. Look at it. If you if, turn, turn there, look at it. It says, truly, tr this is Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word... And believes him who sent me. And we know that means believing to the point of receiving. Has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. This is, this is exciting. We get excited in a zombie movie when the dead come to life. But it happens for real. Every time a Christian, every time somebody receives Jesus, it happens. This is talking about spiritually, not physically. If you die physically, you better have already received Jesus. Because you aren't going to have, the only way you can do that is here. But spiritually, you, the person who hasn't yet received Christ, they are spiritually dead. And what that means is they're separated from God. Like my wife, you may love him, you may want to know him, but because sin has separated you, you can't until you receive 
Christ, the gap is filled, and you now have eternal life. And the Bible says you have passed from death to life. And it's the greatest miracle that, you can, that there is. We get excited when a sick person is healed. And we ought to be excited when a sick person is healed. But this is bigger than that. This isn't a healing. This is a resurrection. They pass from death to life, from darkness to light. And the last verse we'll look at is 2 Corinthians 5, which he quoted, verse 17. Praise the Lord. Listen, friends, this is part of what we call the gospel. It's not all that's included in the gospel, the good news. But this is the God. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, before you're concerned about going into all the world, how about going into your world? How about your world with your people and your context? Are you able to preach to them? Preach just means proclaim. Are you able to share with them? The good news. If anyone is in Christ, this is just another term. You could say if anyone has been born again, if anyone has been saved, if anyone has received eternal life, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has what? And we use that word passed away to talk about when somebody has passed away, meaning they, they did what? They died, which means they're dead. They're dead. The old has passed away. It's dead. Behold, the new has come. When you pass from death to life, something stays dead. Your old nature dies, and you get the life of God on the inside of you. She had to do that, though she was raised in church, though she was a good girl. I had to do that, not raised in church, though I was a rascal. Though I was rebellious. Not as bad as brother, no, I mean, no, I'm, joking, I'm sorry. No, not as bad as, no, I'm just joking. Come on now, not as bad as some other people in terms of my deeds, you know what I mean? But, but still, a mess. I was a mess. And can I get any witnesses? Can, were, you a, were you a mess? And if you didn't know you were a mess, you were a worse mess because you didn't know you were a mess and didn't know it. See, at least Brother Jason and I, we knew. We knew we were a mess. Some folk don't know. We all, without Christ, we're all in the same boat and it's going down, it's sinking. But you can be rescued. So let me ask you this. Listen, everybody looking up here, is there anybody that's here today that's heard that you, you might say, well, I thought I, I thought I'd done that, but I really don't know if I've received eternal life. I mean, I've always believed that Jesus was, was God's son, but I don't know that I've received. Is there anybody you say, I don't know that I've received, but I want to. Put your hand up real bold and real strong right now. Anybody? Put your hand up if it's you. If you have received Jesus, if you know he's your Lord, if you know you've been born again, put your hand up. 
All right. Put your hand down. Now, if you couldn't put your hand up for either of those things, you put your hand up. Well, that's good. Listen, if everybody in here is born again, that's good. But not everybody you know is. Not everybody you know is. People need to believe to the point of receiving. They need to pass from death to life. And folk might say, well, I'm going to turn over a new leaf this year. You don't need a new leaf. You need a new life. You don't need a new leaf. It's not your efforts that are going to make life better. Don't, you don't need a resolution. You need resurrection. Come on. What happened here today? Brother's able to preach. Come on now. You need a resurrection, not a resolution. You got the evangelist anointed. Come on back up and take it away. Come on, girl. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. So obviously God steered us this direction today for a reason. So whether it's uh, stirring those of us, listen, if you think maybe I've, I, I'm pretty sure I'm a Christian, but I'm not a whole hundred percent sure. Make sure. Be 100% sure. This is not difficult, but it is a commitment of your heart. And that's why I think, I mean, almost every service we talk about being all in for God, right? Because there is, there is no lukewarm where we just kind of do Christianity. We come once in a while and, and we read the scriptures and it, and it helps me feel better. No, that, that's not Christianity. God even said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Yes. Amen. But don't be lukewarm. So we are not lukewarm Christians in this place. We are 100% hot for God, right? Amen. Hot, yes. hot, yes. hot. I just got, I got a Christmas present early. I haven't opened it yet, but I, I opened the package because it came to my door. Well, I was the only one home. I received. <laughs> and this lovely new uh, Christmas present is a coffee mug that stays hot. It stays to the temperature you want it to stay to for hours. Oh, this is a brilliant invention. Yes. This is a brilliant invention. A pastor's wife I was with recently shared, let me use hers. And I was like, oh, I love this thing. <laughs> Why? Because your tea stays hot for hours. Hours. Yes. Come on now, no more going to the microwave to warm it up a little bit. Oh, I, oh it's gotten cold. It's, got, it's sat too long and it's gotten cold. That is not the way we are to live. That's right. Amen. Amen. Ah, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got a button on the inside of you with the temperature you can set it at and you can stay hot all the days of your life. How do you do it? You feed yourself the word, bless the Lord, you... you fellowship with him you spend time in the spirit with him and you build yourself up the bible says right yes. Yes. you build yourself up and you stay focused on his things yes. yeah. Amen. ha and he will help you stay hot mm -hmm. that's how you can walk through a grocery store and all of a sudden be alerted hmm and walk over to somebody and say, you know, it just seems like I wanted to come say hello to you. Is there anything you need? Can I help you with anything? And you can open up a brand new conversation with somebody you've never met before and start to yeah. share Jesus with them. Amen. Amen. This is our 
mandate, church. Now, uh, we're we're not going to preach the message I had originally planned to preach. We'll do it next week. That's why we keep meeting week after week, right? We'll always have next week. But you don't want to miss it. And I'll remind us of what we heard last week about Joshua 1, that we need to be careful to do all that's written in his word. Glory to God. We're not just letting 2022 slip by. We are going to stay strong and hot for the things of God. That means we're going to stay stirred up. We're going to stay looking for people to minister to. We're going to stay looking for all that God has for us. Bless the Lord. Even on a holiday week, we can stay alert to the things of God. It is so important. We are not fizzling out in 2022. We're leaving 2022 stronger. Yes. Hey, stronger than ever. Glory to God. Do you understand God's called you to this place for a reason? Glory to God. You're here for a purpose. Amen. And it doesn't matter how many people there are. It matters how strong we are spiritually. Amen. 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 Listen, if you have any questions about what was ministered today, come see us afterwards. Glory to God. This is not this is not something to be ashamed about. Say, I just don't know if I've actually been born again. That's not it's not something to be uh, ashamed about. Just come and get born again. Amen. Come on now. Right. 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 Just do it. Just do it. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah, Father. We're so grateful for your goodness and your mercy. We're so thankful for the opportunity to come together, to hear from you, to hear your word. Lord, thank you for leading us and guiding us to those that need to know about you. We're so grateful for the privilege to be your children, your servants, your workers in the kingdom. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. We will be meeting this Tuesday for prayer at the Taft House. In case I didn't say that before, you're dismissed.